is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Now, here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. Hey, if you're right there, then we're right here. Oh, Guess yeah. what, guys? It's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. Oh, yeah. Great to have you with us today. You're in for an hour of fun, entertainment, and music. That's right. And in celebration of Women's Day earlier this week, we've got some powerful women on the show today. Absolutely. All right, sisters, let's get to those guests. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Well, up first, you've met her here before. Omaha native JoJo Siwa taking social media by storm. I don't really care about what they say. Now, you've probably seen JoJo Siwa. Her bows are in the Walmarts and the Claire's. And she's got a best-selling book about girl empowerment. You're going to find out the latest in her life, which includes an upcoming performance of the first annual Kids Coachella. Basically, it's a kids concert called Nickelodeon Slime Fest in Chicago, June 9th and 10th. So you're going to get the details on that. She'll be performing. And she'll also be performing on Nickelodeon for the Kids' Choice Awards. That's coming up, too. So you're going to get the latest details from this rising star from right here in Nebraska. JoJo Siwa will be with you guys here very shortly. Who else is on the show? Allie? Okay, well then it's time for a knockout punch. You guys are going to hang out with MMA fighter and UFC bantamweight fighter Kat Zingano. Now she's just released a new book. This is so cool. It's called Train Like a Fighter. Get MMA fit without taking a hit. Brand new approach to fitness. Yeah, this is going to rock your world. You can change your workout to feel empowered while you're getting healthier and fitter. So peer inspiration today with Kat Zingano. All right. Sisters, who else? Then you're in for a treat. Dr. Demento is in the house. Now, if you're not familiar with Dr. Demento, he had a hit worldwide radio show throughout the 70s and 80s. And he's teamed up with producer John Caffiero, who you guys know from the punk group Osaka Popstar. And he's also a longtime collaborator with the Misfits and the Ramones. So this is all sorts of creativity put together in this incredible new project that's downloadable, available on vinyl and CD. You're going to get all the details with the Dr. Demento himself and John Caffiero a little bit later in the show. And the project is called Dr. Demento Covered in Pump. Okay, well then you're going to meet British actor Harry Lloyd. You guys might know Harry from Game of Thrones, but now his latest project is a brand new series on the Stars Network called Counterpart. Now this show is filled with intrigue and mystery, and you're going to get all the details from Harry today. And you guys have met a few Brits on the show before, but this is the first time you're going to hear the word crikey used in an interview. (laughs) Good word. All right, guys, before we go to break, earlier this week I brought some peanut butter cinnamon rolls from the Omaha Bakery to our Mulberry Lane meeting, and oh my gosh, these rolls are absolutely amazing. Scrumptious is the only way to describe it. And the reason we're telling you this is that Michelle Kaiser, the owner of the Omaha Bakery, is going to be featured on the Food Network very soon here. Yes, starting Monday on the Spring Baking Championship, you're going to see Nebraska's own Michelle Kaiser on the show competing to be the 2018 Spring Baking Championship. So you guys got to tune in to the Food Network starting this week. 
That's right. And while you're watching it, you can eat some peanut butter cinnamon rolls. Yes. And Michelle was a sponsor of the Mulberry Lane Show. So a big shout out to Michelle. And we are totally team Michelle here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Absolutely. Got to stick by those Nebraska girls. Woo! And speaking of Nebraska girls, we've got another one coming up for you. JoJo Siwa is going to be with you guys right here after the break. You're going to hear about her upcoming performance on the Kids' Choice Awards. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on Nebraska Sisters. <laughs> exactly. The Mulberry Lane Show. Woo! Meet the celebrities on your radio station. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, in case you guys haven't been paying attention, Omaha native JoJo Siwa is everywhere. From her signature bows at Walmarts and Claire's to her viral social media videos to her recent Nickelodeon lip sync battle show to her best-selling book, JoJo's star continues to rise. Now, she's here right now to fill you in on her latest venture performing at the first annual Nickelodeon Slime Fest in Chicago this June 9th and 10th. Now, this is the first music festival for kids and families. So you're going to hear all about that and what else is happening in JoJo's world. JoJo Siwa back again. Slime Fest is happening. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Hey, guys. How are you? Very good. How are you? Good. Okay, so now this is the first ever concert for kids and families. So talk about what's going to happen at Slime Fest. So what's going to happen at Slime Fest? Um, basically, Slime Fest is this big music festival for kids, and there is going to be lots of singing, dancing, games, activities, performances, and to, of course, Slime. Um, so some of the performers are Lampane, Flo Rida, and Zed, and also me. I'm performing at Slime Fest. Yes, and me. <laughs> so now people can get general admission tickets, but there's also some VIP passes. And talk about yes, what the is. VIP passes get. Yes, yes, yes. So the VIP pass, I believe that you can get a meet and greet, which is really, really cool. Um, so we'll get to meet you. And then, too, there's like a special little VIP sitting area and a special little VIP lounge and like all these fancy little VIP things. Um, but you'll for sure get a meet and greet, which is really, really cool and something crazy. I believe the tickets only went on sale like yesterday or two days ago. And the Saturday meet and greet is already sold out. And I think there's only a couple left for the Sunday one. Wow. Okay, so crazy. now how long will your set be? I don't know exactly yet. I know that I'm going to probably for sure be performing all three of my songs, Kitty K, Sir Boomerang, and Hold the okay. Drama, of course, but oh. maybe even adding in a new song. Okay, so then when do you start rehearsals, or do you even know that yet? Yes, so I'm in New York right now, and I fly home to California tomorrow, and I have rehearsals on Friday. Okay, so now Kids' Choice <laughs> Awards is coming up. It's Saturday, March 24th, and you're going to be performing this year. Yes, yes, I am. I'm performing at the Kids' Choice Awards. Like, oh, I can't even. And I won last year, and I'm nominated again this year, so fingers crossed that I win. But I'm performing. Like, it's so amazing. Which song are you going to do? I have a little surprise, but okay. it's, of course, going to be my three again, Boomerang Kid and the Candy Store and Hold the Drama. Okay, With a cool. little surprise. Okay, now Lip Sync Ooh. Battle Shorties has been picked up for a second season, so that's a show yes. that you host with Nick Cannon. For someone who hasn't seen it, describe what the show is all about. So the show is basically all of these kids. Um, so that's what's really cool about the show is it's all kids. And these kids get to pick everything about the show pretty much. 
they basically all get a lip sync to their favorite songs. So they've done songs from Megan Trainor to Beyonce, Rihanna, pretty much anyone they want, and they get to decide their costumes, their set, their theme, their song, anything. It's really cool. So if you've ever seen the real show Lip Sync Battle, um, Nick Cannon is the LL Cool J, and I am the Chrissy Teigen. Okay. But now it's like it's all kids. Right. How That's fun. awesome. Well, and what's your relationship like with Nick? With Nick, oh my gosh, he is so sweet. I love him so much. He is so fun to get to work with. He's so funny. He's so creative. Like, it's just so cool to get to work with him. I bet. Now, I mean, it's Nick Cannon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's been incredible watching you achieve your dreams. And the best part is that you continue to be yourself in an industry, you know, that does pressure you to be maybe more this way or more that way. Yeah. So how do you stay grounded and true to yourself? For me, I, I mean, you guys, personally, you know my mom. Um, a lot of people don't know my mom, though. My mom is just so sweet. And every day, like, keeps me happy and lets me have fun along working. And so, like, it's just it's really good. She keeps it very balanced for me. So okay. if I have a long day on set, we'll go to I Fly indoor skydiving after. Or if I have a big day and I'm nervous, we'll go out for ice cream the night before. Like, so we do fun things all the time, so that helps me out a lot. And then I'll do my dog, Bobo. She just makes me so happy. <laughs> Nothing like a dog. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, like you know, your mom is very instrumental in your career, and you guys are really a team. So talk yeah. about, you know, how that helps you in this business. Yes, my mom. Oh, my gosh. She, we always kind of have the joke, like, she is the driving of the boat. Like, she's the captain, and I am, like, the director. So she's okay. the captain of the boat, and I'm the director. And that probably takes a lot of pressure off of you. Yes, it definitely does, yeah. Which is good. She's pushing the gas pedal and I'm steering. Okay. Or vice versa. I don't uh -huh. know. <laughs> and you kind of are the yin to each other's yang, and it works. Yes, uh -huh. definitely. Now, you're an anti-bully ambassador, and it's part of your mission to encourage kids to be themselves and follow their dreams. So what message do you want to leave with your fans tuning in right now? I would definitely say, you know, for them to remember to be themselves to have fun and, of course, to follow their dreams because your dreams are everything. Okay, okay awesome. And then I want to know, since you moved to L.A., and I know you come back and visit Nebraska, but what's yes. one of the things that you miss most about living in Nebraska? Oh, that's a good question. Um, there's a lot of things. Um, number one, of course, my friends and family. That's, of course, of course, of course. But number two is white cheese dip oh. from La Mesa. <laughs> I miss La Mason cheese dip so much, and old Chicago, oh my gosh, but La Mason white cheese dip. If you guys want to like ship me some out, I would be very You're grateful. You'll probably be getting a crate very soon, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, Hashtag sponsor me. Someone's um, yeah, white queso dip from La Mesa. Okay, I love it. Well, Jojo, great to catch up with you and tell your mama hi. I will, I will. Thank you. Take care. We'll see you on Kids' Choice Awards. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. That's Nickelodeon star and Omaha native Jojo Siwa here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Grab your tickets now for Slime Fest. When we come back, you're going to fight like a girl. Meet Kat Singano, MMA fighter, and currently the number seven bantamweight fighter in the UFC. She's going to tell you all about her book, Train Like a Fighter. Get ready for some physical, mental, and emotional inspiration with Kat Zingano coming up next here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Come back. I don't really care about what they say. I'ma come back like a boomerang. Won't let the haters get their way. I'ma come back like a boomerang.
got you covered. The Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Okay, it's time to take off your creative hat and put on your fighting gloves. Kat Alphonsengano is a professional MMA fighter who competes in bantamweight division in the UFC, and she became the first woman to win a UFC fight by technical knockout. Now, she just released a new book where you can learn the fitness knowledge from the years of coaching, teaching, and training. Pick up Train Like a Fighter, get MMA fit without taking a hit, and get to know Kat Zingano right now. Here we go. Learn, Learn to, to fight, fight like a girl with Kat Zingano. Oh my God, that just made me so happy. <laughs> Great to have you. Oh, thank you guys. That was awesome. Well, we, we've had so many musicians on the show, so we're really happy to have you. We're pumped. This is awesome. <laughs> so now congratulations on the book. First of all, you have to talk about what inspired the book. There's lots of fitness books out there, but you felt you could bring something new. Um, so, you know, over the years that MMA has been getting more and more popular, it's common knowledge between all of us fighters what we do to get in shape for these fights. We all have, uh, I mean, our little twists and things that we do, but the trial and error has really funneled down to us basically knowing the same thing. Okay. Like, we need to have strong uh, endurance, we need to have our physiology balanced, we need to have the strength, and then obviously the disciplines that go into it and the motions and proper ways of moving our body to be as safe and as efficient as possible. And I've been a coach for a very long time, I've been helping people and giving them these secrets forever. And no one's ever just put it together. Everybody access how to do it just as a normal person. And I thought that it would be really cool to put it all down and hand it over and let people set the goals and get the benefits from what we all already know and find ways to be as healthy and happy as some of their favorite fighters that they see out there getting it, you know? So yeah. I was just pumped to have it be something to offer people in, in ways that they can work on themselves. And it's one thing, you know, because you're working out to fight and to be able to do the technical knockout, whereas the everyday person can use those same concepts to just be more flexible, have a stronger core, and enjoy life more. Right, and I mean, I see it as a way of people being able to get their minds in the same place too you know I mean having the confidence that comes with knowing that you can take care of yourself you know that you have some tools and you have some options on what you can do to kind of protect yourself in a lot of these crazy situations and just the well-being that comes with putting that kind of effort into yourself right. I mean it, it's empowering and I'm excited to see people feel that now you have examples in the book of both men and women doing the exercises and really good demonstrations of you know what muscles you're working on and what things you'll get from these exercises so I think that in and of itself is really good because you can see it yeah um, that's with a ton of UFC athletes women don't even make up a half of the roster. You know, this is talking about an entire roster of people that are knowing and doing all of the same things. So men and women alike are both doing these things and getting the benefits and really just improving and physically excelling at all of these things. So, yeah, it's for everyone. It's for everyone all ages, and it's all meant to be extremely safe. And that's why I'm so diligent on explaining how everything in that works. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now you are one of the first women to break into the MMA competition. So as a pioneer of professional women's MMA, what do you say to that girl or that woman out there in any field who's working in a male-dominated field? I mean, it's tricky. It is hard. And the thing is, is like those small goals you set and meet are very, very important. And on top of it... There's no easy days, you know. I mean, you're going to have to come in and you're going to have to do what it is that you set on doing and stick to that goal and and realize that 
unreasonable goals take unreasonable action, and you got to be there and commit to it and stick to it no matter what happens. Because if you're really meant to be there and you really want to be there, you'll find a way to make it work. That's so true. <laughs> and one of the things that's happened in your life is you lost your husband in 2014. So what got you through that time? Exactly that, you know, sticking to those goals. On, on top of losing my husband, he and I have a son, you know, and I had to live through example. I had to show my son how to get through that. I mean, I would love to tell my kid, like, that's the worst thing that's ever going to happen in his life, and it's the last time things are going to hurt. But I can't guarantee that. I can't guarantee right. that for myself. And all I can do at this point is show him through example what I want him to do, what I think is helpful, which is sticking to the things that are important to you and getting your butt up and making sure that you show up to the things that make you feel alive. Do you think all of your training and everything that you've put into this helped you through that time, helped you get up? 100%. I mean, one of the biggest reasons I even want to offer this book is because of the therapy that moving like this offers. It's, it's physically expressing yourself in ways that sometimes you don't have words for. I don't get to walk around and talk about how all of that felt all day long, but I can take it out on some bags and I can take it out on some kettlebells and I can breathe hard and I can be around like-minded people that are probably going through things as well. And, and then on top of it, you get the endorphins out of it and you get to like your body. You get to like what you put yourself through. And, you know, on top of that, be an example, like practice what you preach and get through your stuff. Like that's really what I'm doing here. And, and on top of wanting to see people healthier and happier, like I do want to offer the resource of working on yourself and getting through tough times and figuring out problems like that because a lot of the problems that we have in life we don't get to choose but you can choose how hard you're going to work at this you can choose how you're going to modify and structure your day based off of these kinds of things and I think that it's a good tool in helping people get through life is having stuff like this. Well, it's truly an inspirational book from cover to cover, and you can tell you live the lifestyle, you walk the walk, and you fight the fight. And we want to thank you for bringing the book to us. Thank you, ladies. We'll be rooting for you. Thanks, Kat. Bye. That's MMA fighter Kat Zingano here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Make sure you check out her brand new book, Train Like a Fighter. When we come back, you're going to hear all about a really cool project. Now, this pairs Dr. Demento, the 70s and 80s radio legend, with John Cafiero, producer and frontman of the punk band Osaka Popstar. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Here's Mulberry Lane. Well, Dr. Demento is a member of the Comedy Music Hall of Fame and the National Radio Hall of Fame, and you may know him from his hit syndicated radio show he led for almost 50 years. Now, recently, he teamed up with producer John Cafiero, who is frontman of punk supergroup Osaka Popstar, to release the new project, Dr. Demento, covered in punk. Dr. Demento and John are both here now to tell you guys all about this project and how it came together. Welcome, welcome to the show, Dr. Demento and John Cafiero. Hey, thank, thank you so much for having us. That was a, the best intro I think we've ever had yet. Awesome. Thanks. Well, it's great having both of you guys here to talk about the project. So now, the way I understand it, John, you approached Dr. Demento because you had this concept and this idea. So talk about how this project came about. 
Sure. I've been a fan of Dr. Demento's ever since I was a little kid. I probably first got into novelty music and the Dr. Demento show when I was about six or seven years okay. old. And punk rock has always been a big part of my life as well. I've been a, a huge fan of the genre. It became a part of my life and career through adulthood. Okay. I'm a musician with a punk band myself, and I'm also a producer and a manager of some other iconic punk bands, including the Misfits. Okay. And I've worked with the Ramones for many years. And I felt that there was a similar mindset between punk rock and novelty music. They're both from the perspective of outsiders. They both were really about being yourself against the odds and against the mainstream. Uh -huh. And punk rock, at least the original punk rock that started in the 70s and 80s, uh, very often had an undercurrent of twisted humor uh -huh. bubbling up within it. Okay. So I thought it would be a lot of fun to take these two genres that uh, mean so much to me and blend the two and cross-pollinate them and have some classic and contemporary punk bands do fun covers of classic novelty songs that have been made famous over the airwaves of the Dr. Demento show over the past few decades and also reverse the concept for a little spin on it and have some newly demented versions of punk classics thrown in. In particular, I really envisioned having Weird Al do a big finale with a demented spin on a punk classic and all of that's come to fruition in Dr. Demento covered in punk. Awesome. So now, Dr. Demento, when John approached you with this project, what was your initial reaction? Well, I get approached with uh, cockamamie projects all the time, but uh, uh, John quickly convinced me that this had some merit, and uh, it had legs. As, we got, <laughs> as we got more and more into it, uh, yeah, I really got behind it. Okay, so now there's quite a number of artists that have joined this. So, John, talk about how you assembled all this. This had to be a huge organizational task as well. Absolutely. It really was. Uh, it was a labor of love and a huge undertaking. And I really approached the record the same way I would uh, curating a musical art show or okay. directing and casting a cult film or a feature film. And Which I you have just, done also. I have, absolutely. Yeah. And so a similar mindset has been applied to it. And I really came up with people that I felt would really lend something to the project, a mix of just as I'd mentioned, classic, iconic punk bands like the Misfits, Joan Jett, along with some newer and younger artists like the Vandals, Colleen Green, and even my own band, Osaka Popstar, <laughs> and then pepper it with some huge, iconic personalities like Weird Al Yankovic, Adam West, William Shatner, and everyone coming together to celebrate this great merging of two very unique genres. Now, Dr. Demento, you're responsible for making, you know, comedy music and this whole genre part of the pop culture. You know, Weird yeah. Al and all of that, you brought them to the mainstream. So does this project to you feel like almost a full circle? Because these artists are kind of giving back the love. When the Ramones' first album came out in 1976, I played the song Beat on the Brat back then. And that was the same year I got my first tape from Weird Al Yankovic, who okay. was just 16 at the time. So, uh, And now they come together all these years later. I bet it feels like almost a full circle. Well, if you guys just joined us, you're listening to Dr. Demento and John Caffiero bringing you their latest project, Dr. Demento, covered in punk, here on the Mulberry Lane Show. John, talk about how you're working with all these different ones. Was there a surprise track that either surprised you because it turned out so great or surprised you because you had really high expectations and it didn't quite reach it? In many cases, 
ones, yeah, I will say one that really turned out to be a surprise was Fluffy by Fred Schneider. Okay. Because the original version of Fluffy is dramatically different from the version that we've done for Dr. Demento Covered in Punk, and not that they all aren't, but that one in particular, the original is known for being sung intentionally badly by Gloria Balsam, who sings terribly on purpose, and that was her whole um, gimmick and persona. And the music was also a bit maudlin and downbeat, but still fun. It was very unique, and Fred immediately wanted to cover that track. And I'm glad that he did, because it really then got my wheel spinning into finding a way to create something completely new and unique from it. And I think that the version that we did together is really a a great mashup of the sound of the B-52s, um, sort of the Ramonesy punk that I'm oh, cool. more schooled in, yeah. and the fun, youthful um, whimsy of the original version, but retold through Fred's voice. Okay, how cool. And then, Dr. Demento, when you heard the album, what was your reaction? Wow, this is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. And then, do you have a favorite track? Oh, uh, probably. If I have to pick one, I mean, it's like uh, asking a mother to pick her favorite right, child. Right. But uh, uh, the Adam West version of The Thing is, is okay. great. Yeah. You know, and there's one other track on there which turned out real nice. Uh, the second most requested song of all time on the Dr. Demento show is something with an Omaha angle because it was originally done by Ogden Edsel with okay. Bill Frenzer, a group that came from Omaha. Okay. And uh, the new version by James Kachalka, Superstar, is real fine, too, and quite different from the original. How cool is that? A connection right here. John, when you put this whole thing together, you kind of wrapped it and brought it back to the Dr. Demento show. So talk about how that concept developed and how you put it together as sure. the album. First and foremost, there are 33-plus new original recordings specific for this record produced just for the project that never existed before. But then to take it a step further, the Dr. Demento show itself is so entertaining because in addition to hearing this great, unique music, you get the insight and the fun of Dr. Demento himself presenting the songs to you, front and back announcing them, as well as sharing interesting anecdotes and factoids about the different bands, artists, and songs themselves. So I thought bringing that to the program and bringing that to the package would make a whole other dimension of entertainment. And literally, it's a two-plus-hour program, just like the Dr. Demento show itself, on CD, it's a double disc. On LP, it's a three disc. Oh, cool. And all of the songs are formatted just like the show. His intro music, the bumpers, it's all there, but in a new, reborn, contemporary setting of this punk rock or punk pop edge to it. Okay, so you also brought on some well-known artists for the artwork as well. Yeah, it's really uh, just as visual as it is audible. So the cover art is done by Drew Friedman, who's an incredible artist, probably the best or one of the best contemporary artists of our time. And then on the interior, we have stuff by Stephen Blickenstaff, who did the original cover artwork for The Cramps, Bad Music for Bad People. We've got Neil Camera from Topps' Garbage Pail Kids and Wacky Packages series. Wow. Uh, Evan Dorkin and Sarah Dyer, who are comic book creators, well-known for Milk what and Cheese cool and Action Girl comics. What a cool to get all these so artists to collaborate and put together this whole thing. It's a completely immersive experience. Oh, thank you. That was the idea, and and I'm thrilled with the way that it turned out. It really is a celebration of visual art and audible art and a lot of different art forms just coming together to create something new of something And even the art of traditional radio as well. 
That's very true. It does celebrate the lost art of traditional radio, which is something I think newer audiences need to be more and more ingrained and experienced with because it's become a little bit uh, to the point where people are creating a lot of their own playlists with digital music, and I think there's something to be said of a personality with knowledge guiding you through an experience. Right. Like you said, the project was a labor of love, really celebrating several different art forms and brought together masterfully. And Dr. Demento and John, we want to thank you guys for joining the show, bringing this project to us. Thank you so much. It was my hope to introduce a whole new generation to the Dr. Demento show, which the doc still continues to do today weekly. Yes, I do a new show every week. It's available at drdemento.com. And we also have an archive of over a thousand older shows. So if you listen to the show back in 1977 or something, you can hear shows actually made that year. That's awesome. And thank you both of you guys for joining the show today. Thanks again. And anybody that wants to stream some of the tracks, please check out CoveredInPunk.com. And if you like what you hear, you can order the CD or the vinyl or learn more about the record. Don't forget to stay demented. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> that was Dr. Demento and producer John Caffiero here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Check out Dr. Demento Covered in Punk at CoveredInPunk.com. When we come back, you're going to catch up with Harry Lloyd. He's a former cast member of the fan favorite Game of Thrones. Now he's in a new show called Counterpart on the Stars Network. Hear all about his brand new role right after this. Be right back. We don't look right. We don't look right. We don't look right with a baseball bat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Music, arts, and lifestyle. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, you may know him as Viserys Targaryen from Game of Thrones, and you may know him from the Academy Award-nominated film, The Theory of Everything. Now, British actor Harry Lloyd is starring in a new Stars drama series, Counterpart on Stars Network. Harry is here to give you the scoop on the new series. Harry Lloyd, counterpart, a star's drama, about to start. Hi, thanks for having me. Great to have you. (laughs) So now you play the role of Peter Quayle in Counterpart. So give us a preview of the show and your character. Okay, so Counterpart is a spy espionage thriller, but instead of us fighting the Russians, we're fighting a parallel world. So, yeah, so about 30 years ago, the world got copied perfectly copied so there's suddenly two realities and in that last 30 years we've become more and more different and divergent and now there's this kind of uneasy kind of cold war peace and lots of spy games happening between the two worlds and jk simmons uh plays the main two characters in the show a guy called howard so he's in both universes Obviously. So, yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone is in both. Is. Okay. Whether, whether you meet the other counterparts right away is, well, we will see. Okay. But we meet both the Howards in the first episode. So Howard Silk on our side is this low-level employee in the office in Berlin where the crossing between the two worlds is, and I'm his boss, and he's a bit of a nobody. Okay. But then other Howard comes across, and he's this top-level spy, oh. and he's uncovered this massive conspiracy, and ultimately bad things are all going down. Okay, okay, and then who are you in the other world? Well, we don't know yet. Oh. We don't, I will not give that away. But on this but you, world, you know. I'm, I know a little bit. Okay, know. you know a little bit. But everything yeah. probably hasn't even been revealed to you yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, crikey. And, yeah, and we're about to go back and start season uh, two in okay. Berlin in a month or so. And I was talking to Justin, 
uh, just last week, the, the creator of the show, okay. and hearing some of his ideas. Uh, it's very, very exciting. Wow. Is it confusing? Yeah. So, I mean, the most confusing thing is when you're filming it out of sequence and suddenly you're in right. episode eight and you're doing that and then you're back to episode three. Especially if you so, don't yeah. understand the full realm of your character, too. Oh, for sure. You know, but we were very lucky that actually we had all 10 scripts for the first season okay. pretty much at the beginning of the series. Okay. So unlike, I wasn't kind of getting my pages week by week. So I okay. could kind of plot out the whole, uh-huh. what Quail does for the whole first season. At least so what brought movie. you to this role originally? I just read this pilot and I thought, this must be based on some like, novel I've never heard of. This is a brilliant idea. It feels so detailed. And, uh-huh. and actually, it's just a completely original idea to kind of smash these two genres together, the kind of this metaphysical kind of sci-fi parallel world thing with this kind of Cold War spy games of like notes under benches and, you know, double agents and stuff. Cool concept. It works brilliantly. Yeah, really cool, right? Uh-huh. So now people who watch the show, what are they in for? What are they going to get from the series? Well, I think from what I've seen, and I've seen most of the first season now, you get this really cool blend. So partly you're on the edge of your seat because there are chases and there are twists and it's like a real thriller, edge of your seat stuff. And then you get these wonderful scenes, for example, between the two Howards talking about the life that they've shared and the differences they have and how people become different and the choices you've made and these kind of interesting philosophical questions. Probably a lot of philosophical depth. Yeah, you get the best of both worlds, literally. Well, if you just joined us, you're listening to The Mulberry Lane Show. Joining your weekend, British actor Harry Lloyd. So now you're a descendant of Charles Dickens. So do you feel like storytelling is in your DNA or do you feel just like a regular dude? I mean, I feel pretty regular, to be honest. I was definitely into reading from an early age. My parents both worked in like book publishing. Okay. So I think, to be honest, it came more from that. I mean, I can't really say that. I definitely feel that I have a genetic disposition towards storytelling. <laughs> but I do love stories, and I've okay. always loved books. Okay. Have you so, been able uh, yeah. to totally trace like how you go back to Charles Dickens? I am his son's 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 daughter's son. Okay. That is so cool. awesome. So now you've done a lot of work on stage, TV, and film. So do you approach your performances differently for each medium? I think they all kind of start in the same way. Okay. And then you kind of take it from there. The one time you get to be in the audience's shoes and actually judge a project is when you read the script for the first time. Okay. So I just sit back and read it as a fan and say, did I like reading that? Would I enjoy watching that on stage or on screen? And if you say, yeah, then you know, I look at the character and think, okay, what can I do with this? And it's great with plays and you get to you know rehearse it for a month or so. Uh-huh. And with TV, you have to kind of throw it around a bit in your head and do a lot of the rehearsing on the day. But ultimately, it's the same kind of process. Same process. Now we have to ask you about your Game of Thrones experience. What was that like? Oh, it was wonderful. It was really great. I mean, I remember filming the first series of it, really not knowing what people were going to make of this. Mm -hmm. I thought this is really fascinating and really detailed and really weird and complicated. But I don't know if people are going to get it because it's so out there. Uh But I remember saying, I'm so very happy to be in it, surrounded by these very talented people. And I'm thrilled that something so good became so popular. Because yes. they don't always go and that actually surprised you, that it became the, the thing it yeah. is. Yeah. Now, is it a bit of the same feeling you have about Counterpart? I have to say, I do get that feeling with this. It's a lovely feeling when you think, you know what, I'm not worried about the numbers or if people are going to get this straight away. 
because if there's any justice in the universe, this is going to keep going and people will catch up with it when they need it. And that's a sense of creative freedom too when you don't have to worry about, you know, what the numbers are or will it be popular. And also we're so lucky that Stars commissioned two series straight away from the bat. So even when I accepted the role, I knew I was doing seasons one and two. And we go back to Berlin um, in a couple of weeks. Great. Now you've been in a couple Doctor Who episodes. What was that like? Oh, I loved being in Doctor Who. You can't be a British actor without being in Doctor Who, though, right? No, I think it's a rite of passage. (laughs) So too. It it was the one time I didn't have to play a human being, so it was very liberating. I bet. All right, well, Harry, it's great catching up with you and hearing about the series, and we'll be watching. Thanks so much, you guys. British actor Harry Lloyd talking about his new series on the Stars Network. The series is called Counterpart. And crikey, it was great having you on the show, Harry. I have a feeling I'm going to hear Rachel say that word quite a bit these days. Yes, but I don't have quite the accent that he does. But <laughs> you might recognize Harry from Game of Thrones. Who else do we need to thank, sisters? Well, we got to thank JoJo Siwa for stopping by the show today, Woo! talking about her upcoming performance on the Kids' Choice Awards, and how you can catch her at the first ever live Nickelodeon Slime Fest concert and festival in Chicago, June 9th and 10th, and you can get your tickets at slimefest.com. Okay, sisters, who else do we have to thank? Big radio love to Dr. Demento and John Capiero. Now, they brought you the project Dr. Demento Covered in Punk. Now, this set is available for download. Download or purchase at CoveredInPunk.com, which features over two hours of punk and novelty music narrated by Dr. Demento himself. Check it out at CoveredInPunk.com. And thanks, guys, for bringing this project to the show. This segment oozed with creativity, and we love it. And thanks for keeping us demented. <laughs> nice try, but doesn't quite have the effect that Dr. Demento does it. I tried. <laughs> All right, and finally, a big knockout punch to Kat Zingano. Thanks for bringing your positive message of empowerment and training. We are ready to work out and make sure you guys check out her book, Train Like a Fighter. Get MMA fit without taking a hit. Makes a great gift for yourself or for someone else. That's right. I don't have a punchline for that one. (laughs) You had to do it, didn't you, Rachel? All right, well, guys, we'll see you same time, same place next weekend. Make sure you're right there because we will be right here waiting for you. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap. You know I'm okay with just being okay and floating down the